It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our very best to help you understand how complex we are as human beings and the importance of learning how to balance the intellectual, emotional, physical, and spiritual aspects of who we are. And uh, this show, uh, gosh, it's been going now for four and a half years at this point. And there's about 350 shows that are on the website. So if you go to www.synergyconnectionradio.com, all of the shows are there under um, the part that says uh, show notes. Um, It'll be there. And uh, there's, I don't know, like 27, 28 pages, I think, of shows. And my guest today has been a guest on, on several of these shows now. So um, we're going to be welcoming back Jenny Lee, and she is in Hawaii. And I'm sure a lot of people would love to uh, head to Hawaii anytime soon now. Um, here in Florida, we're recovering, of course, from Hurricane Ian. And the people to my south, about two hours south of me, were just completely devastated. And it will be years before that area is back up and anywhere near normal. So our prayers go out to them uh, because they're just working to survive at this point. Uh, And that would be Sanibel and Captiva, Fort Myers, Naples, Pine Island, a lot of that area that wasn't really anticipating that uh, the storm surge and the winds would be as powerful. It was supposed to come in up here uh, in the Tampa area, St. Petersburg area, and it shifted kind of at the last minute. So it spared us, but it certainly did not spare those communities. Um, If you go to the website, you're also going to see a link to Boomers Forever Young. And uh, Boomers is a nutritional company that sponsors the show. And I have used their products for over five years now. And I'm pretty convinced that that's one of the reasons I have stayed so incredibly healthy, uh, knock on wood. Um, But um, I would recommend them to anybody. And if you have an opportunity to go into the website, you know, look around. They have thousands literally of testimonies from people that are using these products. They have videos, they have blogs, they have their own podcast. And uh, should you decide you wanted to try something that was in there, then go ahead and use my name, L-U-C-Y, as you check out in the discount uh, bar, and uh, you'll get $5 off of your order. And so, you know, they've given me permission to have everybody do that. And $5 today, you know, is five bucks. So you might as well utilize it and get healthy at the same time. So I have as my returning guest, as I mentioned earlier, Jenny Lee. Uh, she's a multiple award winning author of three books, including one that we discussed on the very first show together that was called Spark Change, 108 Provocative Questions for Spiritual Evolution. And she won the Nautilus Book Award for that. Um, she has other two other books, uh, True Yoga, Practicing with the Yoga Sutra for Happiness and Spiritual Fulfillment, and Breathing Love, uh, which is Meditation in Action, Um, She has worked in the fields of yoga therapy and spiritual development for over 20 years, 
and she likes to help people access their soul, wisdom, and purpose, which I think is really, really cool. And um, today we're going to be talking about learning how to manage your personal energy. And I think in today's world, that is critical that we have to learn how to do that. So welcome back to the show. Hi, Lucy. I'm so happy to be back with you today. Thank you for inviting me again. You're welcome. How's Hawaii, by the way? Well, we are blessed with some mild weather right now. Um, A little rain, nothing severe. We haven't fortunately had any hurricane warnings this year. Sometimes we're in a pathway, but this year, no. And again, prayers to those folks in Florida who are so severely affected. Uh You know, the last big hurricane that I remember, and There may have been a couple, you know, that did a lot of damage, but I remember Hurricane Iniki and that was, gosh, that's probably been 25 years ago. There have been some heavy duty ones that have hit the islands. Um, They often hit the big island first. And so I'm on Oahu and we're a little bit buffered by by the big island, but Uh, sometimes they do hit hard here as well. Well, that one I know was really devastating to the island of Kauai. And uh, that's why I remember it, because we had friends, actually, that were living on the island of Hawaii. So um, so when you talk about managing personal energy, what do you mean? Because I know in my mind what I think it means. But what do you mean by that? Yeah. So um, as you mentioned, I have been in the field of yoga therapy for a couple of decades now. And one of the big principles that I work with people on in nearly every session that I, I am counseling is this concept of energy management. And I mean, we, we certainly hear a lot about wealth management or financial management to the finding a balance in our portfolios of investments um, so that if one aspect is not doing well, then another aspect kind of balances it out. And really what we're looking for when we talk about energy management from a yogic perspective is this, this right balance. Um, You know, when like these storms that are coming through, obviously people who are in survival mode now with everything so um, devastated balance is not where they're at. They're in truly survival mode, but we don't need to operate on survival mode all the time. We're really not meant to, but I think a lot of people do. They kind of hit the ground running each morning. It's go, go, go. There's, um, there's not that bigger, broader perspective of, is my life generally in balance? Am I managing my life force energy in a balanced way. And so it's about becoming more conscious and intentional about where we give our energy on a daily basis so that we're not in that kind of reactive survival mode, but that we're in a more, um, again, conscious and intentional division of energy between the sectors of our life that require our presence and attention. Mm, Okay. So somebody that is, um, I don't know, like I'll use the hurricane victims right now because I'm not even sure where they start, but somebody who has, let's say financial issues, if they're not managing their issue or, you know, their lives, 
um, that creates stress, which then in turn creates physiological complications. Absolutely. So I mean, the, the physiological complications of stress are truly never ending. And it's amazing to me to see all the various ways in which stress manifests in our bodies. And, and so that's certainly a cue that um, we're not in balance, mm -hmm. right? We're not managing our energy in a balanced way. Of course, there are times when life delivers a tragedy or a, a circumstance in which we're, we're going to move out of balance. But for example, when I'm teaching physical yoga classes, that's called asana, and we're moving into a posture or an asana, like tree balance, and we have one foot up on the other leg, and so we're standing on one leg. Well, I always say to my students, it's okay if you fall out of balance how do you fall out of balance? We're, we're not going to stand on one leg forever. We're not going to be in perfect balance all the time. Mm -hmm. We fall out and then we come back in. But in the falling out, we, we recognize, okay, I lost my balance. Why did I, in, in a physical posture, it's often because we lose our focal point or we're not paying attention to our breathing or we're not connecting to our core. So these are very metaphoric for the ways in which we, we live our bigger life. So if we find ourselves in a period of stress and, and anxiousness and reactivity, the, and, and we're really feeling out of balance, well, that's a sign, in fact, that we are, we've, we've lost our focal point. You know, what are we anchoring our lives around? That's kind of number one question for me about when I'm looking at, am I managing my energy correctly? It's like, have I lost track of that kind of North star of my value system of, that I want to orient my life around? Um, yeah, no, that, that is really, really true. And I don't know. It's almost since COVID hit, you know, back in 2020, that I think a lot of people lost that North Star. You know, they were looking for someone else to guide them, as opposed to going within and finding their own compass. I mean, it, is that part of this is that people are now like, kind of being buffeted by whatever the political winds are, or the um, economical winds, or, you know, now the geographical winds. I mean, a lot of these people that are down south, I have no home to go back to. It's not a matter of getting electricity again. They have nowhere to go. And so right. they've lost that compass as well. Where do I go? You know, what, where do I sleep? Um, how do I feed myself? You know, I, a lot of people lost all the food that was in the refrigerator because the power went out for, you know, more than a week. And uh, so they did. But is that part of what you're talking about? How do you begin to find your direction again? Well, I think we're, I think there's two different conversations here, right? So there's the, there is the tragedy of losing everything, which I can't even really begin to speak to because that's not an experience that I've had. And um, I don't, I don't think that's actually where we can talk about this particular topic that we um, started on today in terms mm -hmm. of 
overall balancing of our energies because in those extreme circumstances there is no balance there right? is no balance right? there is no balance so it's you are just responding to the extreme circumstance at hand so those folks who are in that it will be a long time before they come back into balance but what what we're talking about today is those of us who are in our daily lives who are not facing a traumatic experience in this moment there are still many ways in which we allow our energy to become imbalanced. And you mentioned the political winds or the, you know, societal things. And that is one way people let their energies get imbalanced. They, they get plugged into social media or news for hours mm -hmm. at a time. They might have it going in the background of their homes. Right. And that is a huge energy drain. Mm -hmm. So we have to be intentional about our choices of what we're allowing into our consciousness, what we're allowing into our home, um, where we're placing our attention on, on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. You know, if right. I give an hour to scrolling a, a social media channel or a news channel, I know that that is going to pull my energy and my my attention in so many different directions and then when i go to my next client session it's going to be much harder for me to be present and grounded and calm and the kind of healing presence that i want to be for my clients so i don't do that i don't yeah. give hours at a time to social media or news channels because I know that it's a huge energy drain for me you know and, and maybe that is what actually happened starting in 2020 not that it wasn't going on before then but the people that were so invested in you know turning on the news and finding out how many people had died you know from COVID and how many were in their county and you know it was non-stop or all of the things that have been going on with the January 6th event, you know, and people that are literally glued to their television when they're home or glued to their computers, seeing who's testifying and, you know, what's going on there. So I tell people if they're stressed, leave off, you know, put down your phone, turn it off for a while, put it on, you know, turn off the television, um, go walk in nature, go do something that actually is feeding your soul, as opposed to creating more stress for you. Right. And so that's a good example of creating greater balance. Mm -hmm. um, it's not that we need to put our heads in the sand, of course. And I know that's not what you're recommending either. We no. need to be informed um, of what's happening in our country and our leadership, but we don't need to obsess over it. And it can become really addictive when right. we get onto something. But, you know, you watch a news channel for more than I'd say 10 minutes and they're repeating the same things over and over again. Right. So it's not like there's new information coming out every 10 minutes. So you can take a very small dose of news each day and be informed and you don't need to let it consume your energy. It's far healthier to take time. Like you said, in nature, take time to move your body. Um, you mentioned the, and I know we agree on this, the, kind of the, I call it the four quadrants of who we are as human beings. We're, mm -hmm. we're physical beings, we're mental beings, we're emotional beings, and we're spiritual beings. And so we need to be attending to all four of those quadrants of who we are every day. And I would recommend to people to think about what that means for them and how do they feed each aspect of themselves. 
Uh Are they giving a certain amount of energy, their life energy to each one of those aspects of themselves each day? And if they're not, then there will be an imbalance present. Right. No, that's very true. Um, In fact, one of the things that um, I don't know, it was this morning, I think maybe I listened to Good Morning America sometimes for a little bit. And I think they had a, a psychotherapist that was on there saying that the secondary trauma for those listening, it didn't happen to them, but they're so caught up in the tragedies that they're being traumatized on a secondary level uh, because they have become, like you said, kind of addicted to the stories, the story behind the tragedies. No, I mean, that's true. On one hand, it makes it gives me hope that empathy has not been lost from human consciousness because <laughs> right. It, it, right it's like if we're experiencing what you're calling secondary trauma because we're hearing um, a story of someone else's it's because we're empathizing with them and that is a good thing we don't right. want to lose that ability to empathize and i think that there has been a certain amount of numbing that has happened in in our culture's consciousness because of the amount of traumatic news that we've all been exposed to um over the last couple of decades but mm-hmm. but uh, again so i'll give you an, a personal example of what i've noticed for myself um when i'm in uh, i'm an author so when i'm involved in writing a book that's a very intellectual kind of pursuit so i'm i'm spending a lot of hours on the computer in mind space, you know, trying to craft just the right words on the page, etc. And I can get really absorbed in that and forget to get up and stretch and move my body. And, and I'm a yogi. I mean, I, I practice yoga all the time, but there have been periods of time where I've really neglected that. And it has had an effect on my body from spending so much time on the computer. And I've really recognized as I'm getting older, how essential it is to give time each day to listening to my body, to moving my body in simple ways that address the um, kind of chronic tension patterns that might come in from my profession. And yes, I have to spend a certain amount of hours at the computer, but I also have to balance that by giving time and energy to movement. Yeah, that is very, very true. Very true. Um, We're going to take just a quick break and have a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, where I have as my guest, Jenny Lee, all the way from Hawaii. <laughs> and uh, you said you're on the island of Oahu? I am, yeah. yeah. So do you ever kind of like, 
I, I don't know whether you'd call it puddle jump, but, you know, get on one of the smaller planes and go island hopping. All the time. Yeah. My husband and I love to hop over to the different islands on any chance we get an anniversary, a birthday, you know, it's, it's nice. The flights are super inexpensive between the islands. So we have, we have favorite spots that we like to go to relax and get away. So what is your favorite island? Oh, I like them each for different reasons. Each one of the islands has its own personality. And I often get asked, you know, when people are coming, which island should I go to? And I, I can never choose because each one has its own unique beauty, its diverse activities, its own sort of, like I said, personality. So yeah, I can't choose. <laughs> uh, the, I've, I've been to Oahu. I've been to the big island. And I've been to Kauai. So those are the three that I've been to. But I have heard that you there's a ranch or something. I think that's on Malachi. Um, well, Molokai is one of the least populated islands. I'm uh-huh. sure there are ranches there. Um, there's certainly a lot of land that is still undeveloped, which is a blessing, a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, this has been years ago now, but the reason that I um, sort of remembered that is, I mean, it's like a guest ranch. You can make reservations and go and just, you know, ride horses and explore an island that, like you said, is, is still quite primitive in many respects. Um, so I didn't know whether you had been there or not. No, I haven't. I haven't. Mm. Well, getting back to balance, um, when you chose this topic, uh, you kind of implied that there's a reason that you chose it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, like we've been talking about, I think there has been so much in the last couple of years that has spun us all into fear and reactivity. And even if we haven't had a, a a natural disaster, like the folks in in Southern Florida, we, Uh um, we all have been under, I think, heightened stress um, in the pandemic years. And even as we have started to exit and and try to rebalance and <laughs> find new normal and all of that. Uh-huh. And so it, it is up. Like I see it with all of my clients. I see them uh, feeling the effects of the stress at deeper and more significant levels. Um, People's nervous systems are really, really out of balance and the need for tender care and rewiring is very present. So I spend a lot of time with people talking about the breath Um, simple breath practices to bring them back into their bodies and body awareness. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many people I sit with who are barely breathing. Like literally their gut is so tight that they are barely getting a full breath. Yeah. Well, you know, the stress reaction, you move into thoracic breathing and, um, and belly breathing when I used to work with kids in the schools and I had a lot of, you know, kindergarten, first grade, second grade uh, kiddos that were stressed for a variety of reasons, but uh, the teachers would send them to my office and I would have them lay on the floor and I would put a heavy book 
on top of their belly and help them learn how to do belly breathing to calm down because they just would raise their shoulders. You know, if I said, take a deep breath, they would raise their shoulders. And so they had no idea that you were supposed to breathe from your gut. Yeah, that's such a great exercise to do. And and how sad it is that even little children are already starting to breathe so shallowly. But, Uh um, you know, stress is not going away, right? (laughs) It's not like life is going to suddenly come back into a stressless state. So we have to learn how to navigate it. And I guess that's why this topic is important to me because I've recognized in myself what the stressors of the last couple of years have, have um, brought and how essential it is that I take control over my own energy and that I take the steps to keep it in balance and be intentional about how I, where I give it, who mm-hmm. I give it to, what activities I give it to. And, um, right. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, if you, if you look back like to my grandfather's generation, um, my goodness, I mean, you know, he didn't know what went on outside of his community. Right. Um, and now uh, we know, I mean, we know what's going on in the Ukraine and we know what's going on in various places in the United States. And, you know, it's bad enough to have awareness on a 24 seven, you know, basis, but we also have awareness of everything across the world. It's overwhelming. It is. It It is. is overwhelming. And for those people who are empathic and you don't even have to call yourself an empath per se, but who just have that natural human empathy or compassion turned on Uh it it can feel really overwhelming to to have this knowledge of all the terrible things that are happening everywhere that we have no way of affecting change over other than maybe prayer or sending positive energy and i don't discount that because i do believe in the collective consciousness and how we each affect it and i think that Uh by bringing ourselves into greater peace and balance and by being able to project that type of consciousness out into the world, we are contributing something to that collective consciousness. Right. Right. Um, I use an example sometimes myself with people of trees, you know, and each tree is an entity in and of itself. You know, it has to receive water and nutrition from the soil and, everything else. But when another tree is in danger, for some reason, then um, the community of trees actually all work together to support the one that's in danger in many cases. And they've done a lot of research on this at the HeartMath Institute, um, you know, showing how trees support each other. And I think to myself, if animals and trees can do that, you know, there's certainly no reason that people aren't capable of doing that. That's amazing. I love the HeartMath Institute and the studies that are being done around animal and plant consciousness are truly amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a cat, quick story about an animal uh, helping me rebalance. I have a cat who, if I even raise my voice the slightest bit, and sometimes it's out of excitement, not distress, but certainly mm-hmm. if there is any kind of distress in my voice being elevated, she will come immediately 
to my side, get up on whatever is nearest to me, like a counter or a table, and she will place her paw on my face near my mouth to say, Oh my gosh, it's okay. It's like, she's saying, it's okay. It's okay. Calm down. And it, she's the most empathic cat. It's, it's truly amazing. And I can feel her trying to help me, you know, get balanced in that moment. So it's very sweet. That is so sweet. How old is she? She's probably eight now, but she's been with me since she was a kitten. Wow. No, she's really, really bonded to you and, and definitely feels whatever you're feeling. Very tuned in. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, yeah, I think I, I know that animals, you know, they do feel us and much more so than we feel them. Yeah. I'll give you another quick example. So I was sitting with a client the other day, fairly new client um, to me, and um, we hadn't exchanged a lot of dialogue or story. Um, but she said to me, I just like being here because your presence is so calming to me. Yeah. And that is probably one of the greatest gifts It's one of the greatest compliments I could receive because it is what I strive to offer people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not about what we do or say, it's just our calm presence that can help another individual who is stressed out. Right. Um, and so we we're responsible for our inner peace, our, our inner equilibrium, and right. not only for ourselves, but for how we're affecting those around us as well. Right. No, that is, I, I, I'm fortunate in that I also have that ability. And a lot of times, you know, when I am doing therapy, I, I'll get the same remark is I know that when I talk to you, I will calm down, mm -hmm. you know, because you can, sort of guide them into that quieter place within themselves. So but I don't think you could do that if you weren't managing your own energy correctly, Lucy. So <laughs> kudos to you. And we, may we both continue to be conscious of how we're, we're balancing ourselves. Right, right. That's very true. So if somebody were facing, let's say a health challenge or a, maybe the, um, have something happening in their life, you know, that is going to create stress and they don't even quite know. I'm thinking of a young couple actually at the moment and they're taking on as a very young couple, a huge, huge challenge. Um, and I'm not going to go into the details, but you know, people that are facing challenges of any kind, what would you recommend as the best way for them to stay in balance? Mm -hmm. That's a great question because challenges are constantly arising. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what happens often is that we go into fear and you spoke of the fear response earlier. And this uh -huh. is whether it's the facing the unknown or maybe we know what we're facing, like a health challenge you mentioned. And, and so fear arises mm -hmm. uh, because we don't know what the outcome would be or the prognosis, et cetera. So the first thing we have to handle is that fear energy because fear energy will throw us out of balance immediately. And the, um, the best way, very simple, best way I know to start addressing the fear energy is to slow our breathing down. Um, it's natural when we're in fear response for the breathing to accelerate. 
And so if we manage our breath and learn to slow the breathing down, we can start to calm the nervous system out of that autonomic response um, mm -hmm. to the fear that's arising. It's not that it's going to make the fear go away immediately, but it is going to regulate our nervous system so that we can then approach what is um, concerning us from a, a calmer and more grounded place where we'll also probably make more rational decisions. Well, and I think that is a huge key is, is being able to back up a little bit from whatever it is. And if you do breathing, if you do tapping, you know, the emotional freedom technique, if you, you know, I have people um, that I suggest, you know, you never ask questions that begin with why. You ask yeah. how, what, when, where, and who questions, but you only ask a question and then you let them think about it because it gives them perspective. You know, they have to kind of um, step back a little bit rather than being in the heat of it. Yeah. Um, going back to the slowing the breath down, sometimes I'll time a client for a minute to see how many breaths they're taking in a minute. Uh -huh. And oftentimes people will be taking like 18 breaths, 19 breaths a minute. Oh, wow. And I, I, it's a lot. <laughs> That's <laughs> that, is, that is really out of balance. It's amazing. But yeah, um, yeah. But we're not aware. And so it's a good test. And anybody can do it for themselves. Just set a timer on your phone for a minute. Um, start with an out breath and count how many breaths you're taking in a minute. If you're taking more than 10, that's out of balance. Ideally, we should be taking about six a minute. Right. Uh, that's pretty slow, uh, <clears throat> but it's doable and it's something that we can work towards. So just learning how to slow your breath down will make a big difference in combating fear and helping to balance your energy. True. You know, another thing that might be beneficial to help put somebody back in balance is, you know, if they do anything like journaling, where again, they have to take a little bit more time to write what they're feeling. Absolutely. And there's correlation between the um, brain and hand and how <clears throat> writing handwriting versus typing on a computer is just so much more therapeutic. Um, isn't that interesting down it does slow us down too so yeah yeah isn't that interesting because we have become I mean our phones are little computers and we use our fingers constantly for uh typing messages whether it's a text or it's on messenger so we have sped up our whole life tiktok perfect example of speed yeah. um and yet the very thing that we need to do is slow down Absolutely. Delete, 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 <laughs> delete all those things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. Less well, is more. <laughs> less is more. That is so very true. Um, wow. Well, listen, tell everybody how they can get hold of you, my dear. And, uh, you know, anybody who's heading your direction for a vacation, they might want an appointment with you. So <laughs> let people know how they can find you. Absolutely. Well, I do work in person here on the island of Oahu. I also work by Zoom with anyone in, in anywhere around the world. Um, but my website is my name, Jenny, uh, spelled with an I-E, J-E-N-N-I-E, Lee Yoga Therapy dot com. So Jenny Lee Yoga Therapy dot com. And you can find me there and get all the information about my coaching work.
And your books are all available on Amazon, right? They are. My three books are available on Amazon. They're also, um, you can get descriptions and some free downloads of chapters and such on the website. Um, so yeah, please do check those out. There's lots and lots of practices, uh, particularly in true yoga and also in breathing love. Um, both of those books in each, at the end of each chapter have very short practices that help people with energy management in different ways. And, well, I will certainly recommend those to the clients that I'm currently working with, because it seems like more and more um, I have young people that are, you know, 18 to let's say late 20s that I'm working with that are experiencing a tremendous amount of anxiety. So I think both of those books might be right up their alley for learning how to breathe and how to uh, just you know, bring that down a level so that they can actually see what they're anxious about rather than just feel it. Absolutely. Yep. Well, thank you again for being on the show. And uh, I'm not going to be in Hawaii anytime real soon, but someday I probably <laughs> will be back there. Um, I did a helicopter ride over the island of Kauai that was absolutely breathtaking. So anybody that's coming that direction, I always tell them, make sure that you take a helicopter tour. That would be spectacular, I'm sure, over Kauai, but over any of the islands. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Lucy. I appreciate you having me back on the show. Well, thanks so much. And we will talk again soon. And everybody out there, uh, please share the show with those who are experiencing stress or anxiety at this particular time in their life, which is probably almost everyone. And uh, check out uh, Jenny's books on Amazon and go out there and please make this your very best life. Bye-bye until next time. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.